0: Welcome to the Observatory. I'm Jessica Helfand.
1: and I'm Michael Beirut. The
0: Observatory is a podcast from Design Observer. On each episode, we talk about a few topics that are on our minds and in the air. And this week on the Observatory, we have some earth-shattering news, which is that Michael, you have thrown that flip phone across the room for the final time and gotten yourself an iPhone.
1: Yes, I have a, um, I have an iPhone. I'm holding in my hand right now. Um, longtime listeners will. Um, Be rocked by this revelation. Uh, First time listeners would be like, What is he talking about? So big deal, he got an iPhone. Um, I actually had this bizarre and, in its final stages, actually sort of pathological attachment to this idiotic little uh, Motorola flip phone uh, that I had had for about nine years. And um, everyone I know kind of found that sort of exasperating. A lot of people thought it was an affectation and sort of aggravating and irritating some people thought it was kind of charming and lovable i sort of kept having experiences like seeing someone who had the same model as my um flip phone and uh uh noticing that um that person was like 85 years old then then the only mitigating thing was in that adele video for uh, um hello at the very beginning she takes out and she t- shows her talking into a phone And it is exactly, as far as I can tell, my model of Motorola flip phone. I can't tell whether it's the color because the Adele video is in black and white. And at any rate, um, everyone I know, my family found it completely aggravating. And um, my lovely wife, Dorothy, for my birthday bought me an iPhone. My birthday is in August. So I've had this iPhone for um, many months. And uh, (laughs) I was like so kind of alarmed by the prospect of activating it that I went and I talked to some people at the end of August. And I said, I've just been given this iPhone. I think it's time to make the leap. And then someone said, well, you know, they're about to, what is it? Is it an iPhone 6? And I said, yeah, with pride, it's an iPhone 6, the latest model. They said, well, they're about to come out with the iPhone 6S, which is going to have all these new features. Maybe you should wait. And I said, like do I do I seem like the kind of person who cares about new features to you, but um, but then but then that provided me with the, with the, with the excuse just don't take it out of the box wait for this new one to come out so this new one comes out and I understand it has some deal where you like press down on the glass and it goes something it has some kind of thing like that and so I thought well maybe I should get with this and so I said to Dorothy I don't want this old model iPhone anymore I want the brand new iPhone as, long as I'm going to take the plunge. But then she found out that there's something about the return policy, and she just said, shut up, Just you don't need the new model, just go activate this one. So with my teeth gritted, I um, went up to my local um, uh, internet provider store uh, in the neighborhood and had them transfer me over. I was so paranoid that my phone numbers were not transferred that I went through my old flip phone and transcribed all of them down on a piece of paper with a pen.
0: Oh, that's so adorable oh, no. and mildly pathetic. What? Huh?
1: Yeah. No, mildly, mildly pathetic. Mildly <laughs> pathetic. You know, and you know what's funny, Jessica? Of all the different kinds of pathetic you can be, I think mildly pathetic is the most pathetic kind of pathetic, actually. And so I just indeed, have this image of, like, you know, Meacolpa. when you're pulling your
0: dog on the leash oh. and the dog's, like, fingernails are scratching yeah. across oh, the floor. Oh, oh, yeah, That's exactly my right, image yeah. of you and your oh, lovely wife Dorothy going yeah. and, and, and finding I was, this. Movie. I was
1: dug in hard on this. So then I, so I got it, and immediately I was electrified. You know, as usual, sort of... Uh, you know with the first taste of it i realized where have you been all my life so i was very enthusiastic i immediately called my um uh all three of my kids uh to uh, tell them that i had made this great leap forward including my uh uh youngest daughter martha who uh, is spending a year in uganda working for an ngo and, and does she have an iphone oh everyone i know has an iphone no one i know you know and um and so i called martha and had a conversation with her. And then, like, within a half hour, my service was uh, disconnected because Verizon thought that it had just been activated. Then strange calls were being made from uh, New York State to Uganda. So they thought something was going of on. Of course. Yeah, but so.
0: in addition to these sort of normal things like the phone, uh, are you finding that you're navigating differently? Oh, oh no, no. Uber, like, I, oh. Listen, what about music? Are you listening to music differently? Because you couldn't listen to music on that other thing, yeah, could but, you? Well, let's go one step at a time. You know, first all of right. all, like, you know. We'll be here for hours now. There's
1: this I used Uber for the first time which was just like um amazing and, um, and then, of course, you can listen to things like podcasts, which I've done that. You know, I had an iPad before. I'm not like a Luddite. You know, the we've got the uh, new season of Serial just started. Then, of course, our colleague, the amazing uh, Debbie Millman, has her award-winning Design Matters podcast that I use. Incredible. To, that you can just, uh, uh, that I can become addicted to. Then, of course, there's music. Then there's like, you know. Taking photographs, um with the iPhone, which of course everyone knows about. Well, you can take photographs with an iPad, and I was at a public event and took a picture with my iPad. And then um, there was a fairly um, the picture actually. There was a picture at the same event that appeared on the website Gothamist. Uh, that had me in the background taking a picture with this iPad and one of the first comments in the comment string is, um, look at the, I forget what they said, they might have said like literally look at the asshole taking a picture with his iPad, Um, referring to me.
0: It is a ridiculous thing to see somebody trying to take a photograph with an iPad, I will agree. You know, this
1: mildly pathetic um, phase of my life has or maybe um, maybe it hasn't really ended, because I still sound rather pathetic as I listen to myself talk, but maybe it's starting to I'm starting to go into some new phase of patheticness or something. I don't know. But uh um it's it's just like really delightful. And the one thing that I um the 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 dread that I had, because I sort of have a little bit of a um uh I'm I'm very distractible – and I, well, this thing where you know immediately every single time you get an email, I was really afraid of that. But it turns out, as everyone knows, that it doesn't have to be that way. You can fix this. so You can pick up your emails just when you open that particular um, app, and so that's what I do. So uh, I get little dings when people message me. Um, but uh, if someone sends me an email, they just kind of like get banked until I really choose to look at them, which is, which is a bit of self-control, which. If I had to opt for, I'm not sure I could have done, but when I turned on the phone, it seemed to be set up that way anyway. Maybe Dorothy instructed them to set it up that way, I don't know. I just got here and I think I'm losing signal already. Hello?
0: Can you hear me now?
1: You know, one of the oldest ways to get attention traditionally has been sex, and since the early 60s, the company Pirelli has sought attention by issuing a calendar every year and that calendar has uh, um year after year featured um uh, uh beautiful girls in various states of undress uh often complete undress but uh d- done actually with um a great deal of artful artfulness often great great photographs uh uh, very stylish, you know, not considering that in theory, Pirelli being a tire company, the, uh, uh, the final resting place for many of these calendars might be, you know, uh, nailed up to the walls of, um, you know, mechanics garages and things like that. Uh, they've really used kind of super good photographers um, uh, over the years. But this year they're doing something completely different. Uh, they had um, brought in Annie Leibowitz who took a completely different approach uh, women of accomplishment with um, other body types, not uh, you know, not supermodels, not uh, uh, bathing beauties, but uh, women of different ages, uh, known for things other than their measurements. Um, you know, and the photographs are um, are uh, are striking. Uh, uh, Annie Leibovitz is famous for uh, you know her ability to. Um, Kind of portray a certain kind of psychological acuity in the portraits she does, and I think the um, uh, you know a lot of these images do have that. Um, you know, having seen them, Jessica, do you think it is a s- step forward, or is
0: it you know more of the same or uh, with some I kind think it's of new? I think it's a step to the side. You know, I mean, what I was really hoping for is Pirelli doing a calendar shot by Annie Leibovitz with uh, beautiful images of men now that 's a calendar I would buy <laughs> I but see. no seriously yeah. I mean you know that 's the that 's the real parody right that 's the way to do it is you get some great picture of Matthew McConaughey and you get a picture of i don 't know Michael Fassbender and I mean you know and it, whoever right with her trademark beautiful photography men objectified so yes she 's done this thing that reframes uh, the issue of the woman calendar. Uh, but they're still fetishized. They're still made beautiful. They're still... I mean, that picture of um, the, the athlete. Uh, oh, Serena the tennis, Williams. The Serena Williams against the wall. I mean, that is... A beautiful photograph of a woman, yes, with real proportions, no, not with Victoria's Secret proportions, but it still fetishizes a woman's body. And so in a sense, I don't think that it really reframes the argument in a way that, that shifts it uh, into a completely different zone. Um, but, you know, for, for one thing, one of the things that's really beautiful about the calendar it is a beautiful calendar, is the fact that the photographs are all in black and white. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't think was anything that Pirelli had, had done uh, in recent years. I mean, maybe in the early days of the 60s when they first started, they had done that. But, but that, I think, is, um, is, is maybe as big a shift because uh, it kind of flattens the, the, the field. It, it flattens the picture frame. There's less of kind of the glistening sweat on the leg sort of thing that, that is, you know, traditionally what makes those photographs so luminous.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I, I, find it, I find it fascinating, and I'm speaking, um, obviously, you know, as a, a heterosexual man. And so, uh, you know, I think the, the prospect, when you think this is the calendar, you know, um, there will be, um, you know, a, a whole month where, where uh, the image will be a fully clothed um, Patti Smith or a more or less clothed but certainly not young Yoko Ono. And, um, uh, you know, I think that that actually represents some sort of, it's, you know, it's, it really is like a, um, a, a surprise. I think it's a, a surprising position and, uh, um, boy, did it pay off for Pirelli. I mean, I think they've probably been, Pirelli got so much publicity for this. I mean, it just was inescapable. I mean, uh, uh, the, the week that it launched and, and the one thing that I thought was very, very telling, was that if you just sort of like scanned across uh, social media and I myself was guilty of this, uh, when I posted a tweet about it, I grabbed, um, uh, you know, I illustrated with a picture of Serena Williams who is, uh, uh, you know, very muscular, posed against a wall and, uh, um, um, you know, one of the least clad women in the calendar and um, who I believe is the single least clad woman in the calendar is Amy Schumer. Uh, and Amy, and I think that was probably the most reproduced image. And she's just wearing. Um, um, she's
0: having quite a year, Amy Schumer. Yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. but, she's, but you know, she you joins know. Lena Dunham, and Mindy Kaling. And a number of other women who are saying, this is who I am. And they're being certainly embraced by women to be supportive of the notion that we don't all look like Victoria's Secret models. In fact, very few of us do. So in that sense, I think it got a lot of attention and it's it's worthy attention. I just don't know that it's, it, you know, it, it's really such a step forward, ultimately. Well, I mean, yeah, women a, are beautiful. Women want to be looked at. But, you know, I, I argue that I, I would buy a Pirelli calendar with pictures of beautiful men. I just would. Yeah, well, I just did. saying, just saying, if in any, if, in case anyone from Pirelli is listening to our podcast.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to buy lots of Pirelli tires from here on in because I sort of support their attitude.
0: But before you buy Pirelli tires, would you like to tell our, our listening audience about the things that we are selling at Design Observer?
1: Oh my God! Speaking of round things like tires, Segway, um, <laughs> uh, we. Are introducing love these staggering collections of beautifully, and I use this word very, very advisedly, but appropriately in this case, curated objects that I think will stun uh, you and your friends when you see them. Uh, we have a, uh, a collection of, um, of objects uh, that I think you should just describe starting with that round one that I love so much.
0: So I wrote a book in 2002 on the history of circular charts. Uh, which are called volvells, which comes from the Italian word volvere, which means to turn. So this is everything from, you know, learn the state flower of South Dakota, to name all your presidents, to anyone who's ever had a baby knows how to calculate the gestation of their baby and know when their baby's going to be due. Horoscopes and um, different kinds of maps. Uh, These were very popular in the early 20th century, particularly in the 30s. I mean, there were just tons of them that came out in the early 30s. um, Bicentennial year, 1932, things about America, and George Washington. Uh, but then by the 60s, um, uh, they were printing them for uh, the Cold War. They were nuclear bomb detectors that told you how much time you had to get out of your house. Yeah, um, Dr., Dr. Strangelove, Doctor Strange is- uh, withdraws so, uh, one
1: from his pocket to kind of make a calculation how long they're going to have to be underground in a bunker in, uh, exactly. in the Stanley Kubrick movie.
0: So we have partnered with uh, this wonderful company called Society6 to bring you uh, wall clocks That uh, for $30 each, you can have a wall clock of your choice. Uh, We've got about eight of them up right now. Uh, Within the next few days, we'll have more. We'll be posting a link on our site. But these are reproductions based on my collection that now is uh, at the Art Library at Yale University. But uh, thanks to the wonders of the high-res scan, we're able to bring these products to our listeners.
1: No, they're they're just great. And they have like, you know, one is based on, it's a round horoscope chart. One is um, a uh, chart um, about the nuances of contract bridge, about which I know absolutely nothing. Another one is uh, what to eat and when for kind of like planning meals. And then, uh, best of all, we do indeed have that Cold War radiation chart. These are like, you know, I, I, I you sort of sprung these on me as a surprise, but I think uh, they deserve to um, be on everyone. There's something for everyone, trust me. They're just so cool.
0: And we're going to continue to add them. The The other collection we've launched, well, we've launched the penmanship collection. These are throw pillows, coffee mugs, even clothing um, that feature typographic examples taken from uh, the collection of vintage handwriting and lettering manuals. So if you know somebody who cares about penmanship and you haven't yet finished your holiday shopping, you can go to redbubble.com and search for Design Observer or the Penmanship Collection. We'll put a link on our site.
1: Yeah, so these are um, um, perfect for um, gifts for Christmas, birthdays, or indeed um, any uh, time you uh, just want to get something that's a uh, graphic design gift but isn't a... Uh, Um, A book, or or (laughs) software, or whatever people would—that's not really an appropriate gift. That's like giving someone a uh, a vacuum cleaner, in my opinion. Uh, (laughs) But um, uh, I think it's been done. It's been done. It's been done. But I I just think uh, something for everybody, and uh, even if you're uh, not an inquisitive type person, uh, just looking at these pictures will put a smile on your face. I think. So we've now voted 16 more times. And the vote now stands at nine to three in favor of Amy Schumer. It is hot enough, so we're kind of. You know, Amy Schumer has uh, uh, done some amazing things on her uh, series this year. Notably, a almost shot-for-shot shot remake of the '50s uh, drama Twelve Angry Men* that she. Uh, kind of transliterated into putting herself on trial for the crime. Which, by the way, I just have to say, (laughs) was
0: a play at my daughter's school this spring. And because we're all of us so politically correct now, it was called 12 Angry Angry Jurors. Jurors. Yeah, exactly
1: right. Exactly right. And so I think she just hit that face on It's 12 Angry Men, and her crime, of course, is not being hot enough to appear on television, which is just debated. uh, uh, Really, a a great bit of uh, satire made all the better because it just is done at such a high level. I mean, it's uh, the simulation of 50s black and white, the lighting, the cinematography, um, the camera angles are just done with an uncommon amount of tender loving care. And that's just one show among many that I think stood out this year. It really is an incredible uh, time for television, I think.
0: Uh, I've been watching a few things myself, uh, notably Transparent which is about a transparent. For those of you who don't know, it's an original series on Amazon Prime starring Jeffrey Tambor, an amazing cast. Gabby Hoffman is in it. Uh, who played the child, little girl child, in uh, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. I don't know if you remember, this was like her first role. Uh, Judith Light plays the mother. The second season just began, uh, and the first episode of the second season has an opening scene that goes on for a very long time, It looks to have been shot in one take, and has sort of uh, is redolent of like the best Robert Altman films that you might remember for those of you who remember his films um, just this really beautiful kind of ensemble cast, improvisational. You can tell that there was probably very little script, maybe no script, and it's just, it gives you really uh, the, a flavor of, of what this thing is about, which is an unbelievable story, incredible acting, uh, visually stunning, and just, just superbly done all around. Really, really recommended.
1: Um, yeah, I think there's been a lot of great things on television. In fact, I've, I'm starting to read um, complaints from some of the uh, 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 more prominent and active television critics saying that it really has reached a point where it's not humanly possible to kind of like keep up with all the shows that are out there. Um, you know, one that I was watching, uh, that, uh, Steve Heller wrote about on, uh, on our website, uh, that I think has a special interest for, uh, graphic designers is this adaptation of Philip K. Dick's, um, alternate history novel called *The Man of the High Castle*, uh, which is imagining what life would be like in the early '60s. It was just when it's set, uh, if the uh, uh, Axis powers—the uh, Germans and the Japanese—had won and. Uh, were co-occupying uh, America with the Japanese controlling the West Coast and the Germans controlling the East Coast, and the production design. And this is an, this is again a uh, this is an Amazon series. The production design is really great. I just mesmerizing and most fascinating uh, um, and kind of creepy and outright horrifying at times. Is just the incorporation of uh, you know World War Two era. Japanese and, of course, Nazi insignia in daily American life as is imagined in the early 60s. So it's sort of like outside, it's like, set, it's like a Mad Men era uh, drama, uh, except um, suburbanites are giving themselves casual Sea Heil salutes on a Victory in America Day, uh, which is the day that the Germans finally won, uh, being observed as a national holiday with colorful black, white, and red bunting and swastikas, uh, you know, festooning every suburban yard. Um, you know, uh, logos altered to incorporate swastikas. Uh, uh, just, uh, it's just it's just it's just and, so and, and a lot of don't yeah, they, don't so they also kind
0: of I've, I've watched just I've just begun watching it, Michael, but don't they also kind of insinuate? Really interesting period graphics. Like, there's a scene when somebody's walking through Times Square, and you get this sort of and just like beautifully done. I mean, really, really meticulously integrated into the drama.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, and 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 and, um, and and really kind of like a neat little speculation. Just these things that are slightly. Off. Like there's um, – New York has made a big commitment to um, monorails, for instance, the idea being that Germans wouldn't be as into subways. They'd be into something a little bit more European. Um, there's a, um, uh, like a, I think a George Lincoln Rockwell uh, um, airport, which seems to be either LaGuardia or JFK. Um, and, uh, uh, Rockwell was the head of the American Nazi party, uh, uh, for the middle part of the 20th century, that airport is just gorgeous Was just kind of, uh, these incidental little bits of, again, uh, Nazi insignia kind of incorporated into the architecture. And then I read something really fascinating, which is that ev- everyone wears fedoras much more than they would have in the early 60s, because the assumption is, is that John F. Kennedy wouldn't have appeared at his inauguration hatless and then started this uh, uh, trend towards abandoning um, you know headgear in uh, In business dress, so I think that it's 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 a piece of production design. It's quite uh, astonishing, and uh, you know the idea that a television show, but not even a network television show, not even a cable television show, but a uh, you know one of these uh, uh, new streaming services like Amazon or Netflix or um, uh, Hulu or any of these other ones, is capable of kind of launching something that has that sort of uh, investment and of both money and intelligence at that level is, like, I think really kind of remarkable. And, again, just gives us all one more thing to binge on. I actually think that uh, um, if there's a crisis that we need to worry about in terms of, you know, uh, time well spent, it has to do with... uh, Um, you know, the propensity of these media companies just to drop simultaneously, you know, all in one fell swoop, you know, 12 or 13 hours of very watchable television, really delivered in an addictive way. So when you conclude each episode, it just says next episode will start in 20, 19, 18, 17 seconds. You know, I I find it really easy to resist email, to tell you the truth, but like, you know, if you're thinking, well, it's only nine o'clock you know i'll just you know i'll just wash the dishes after one not more to mention episode, that you can watch
0: you know. it on your new iphone
1: oh, can you do that wow well, you know I've, I've barely begun to explore the wonders of this iphone actually now uh, that we'll i will talk to about you
0: about it. that next time and see just how much you're binging on on the train
1: going in and out of the city <laughs> there you go my lord the Observatory is a podcast from Design Observer. Our website is designobserver.com. There you can find links to the things we discussed, including the penmanship and ball bell collections uh, just in time for the holidays or any loved one you know who might need a lovely graphic expression on their wall or sofa. Between episodes, keep up with Design Observer on Facebook and on Twitter. Let us know what you thought of the show, and there's something you want to hear us talk about next time.
0: You can subscribe to The Observatory on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however you take your podcasts. Go to designobserver.com slash observatory. That's designobserver.com slash observatory. And if you're not listening already, please tune in to our other podcast, Design Matters with Debbie Millman, named one of 2015's best podcasts, by iTunes Teddy Blanks wrote our theme music our producer is Blake Askin talk to you soon Michael
1: thanks Jessica talk to you soon